Welcome to Shooting the Frisbees with your hosts, Jake and Randy, discussing all things freestyle frisbee and whatever else that comes up. Welcome to Shooting the Frisbees with Jake and Randy. Hey, Randy, how's it going? Hey, Jake, I'm doing great. How are you doing today? I'm wonderful. I'm getting fired up for Worlds coming up. I know. I'm leaving on Friday. I'm going to be there. I can't believe it. It's here. It's time. It's time to do it. Yes, you leave on Friday. I leave on Sunday, and I get to Udine on Monday. So oh. I won't see you. You're going to have three days there without me. I know. I don't know how I'm going to survive, but I'll figure it out. <laughs> What are, who are you going to talk to? I don't know. I don't know. It's crazy. So, uh, well, what's exciting is that um, today we actually have Juliana Corver again, and she's discussing how she has been preparing for this Worlds. As you know, she did her first Worlds in New York City and, and had a, a valuable experience. But now she's going to the next step, and that is Worlds in Italy. And she talks a little bit how she's preparing and who she's playing with. So I'm pretty excited that she's going to share that with us just before we're getting ready to go to Italy. So Definitely. That's pretty cool. Her perspective has changed a little bit from the first one to the second one. Indeed. Um, and just a reminder to folks that we will also be there live streaming this Worlds. So uh, yes. you can watch it at frisbeeguru.com live. Yeah, indeed. And uh, I'm looking forward to doing that with you, Jake, man. So with that, let's hear from Juliana. Okay, so world is over. You're practicing for what's next. Um, what is your, so who do you play with now? How do you practice now? This year at Worlds, I'm playing with Daniel O'Neill in Mixed. I am playing with Shar Powell in Women's. And Rick and I will compete in the Open. Um, I am probably putting in more time this year than I did last. Last year, I actually wrote down the amount of time I played per day to make sure that I would get to my 10 hours a week requirement. This year, I don't have that requirement, but I just have such a strong desire to be better that I, I, um, I'm doing more. So I travel extensively for work, and when I'm on the road for work, uh, I have very little me time, so it makes it difficult. And what I have done pretty much every weekday this month, uh, I get up early. I do a half an hour of drills before I get ready for work. I go to work, and if I'm lucky, I get back to my hotel room by 8 o'clock in the evening and then I do another hour and a half of drills and after that if it's not too late I try to do 30 minutes of strengthening and stretching um, and then start over and do it all again. Look out James Wiseman. Yeah, I'm kidding. <laughs> That's intense. That's impressive I, too. Well, I, I don't always do difficult things. Sometimes I don't have the energy and all I all I do is work on control or, or sometimes if if I'm in the right mood, I will I will work on things that I'm terrible at. <laughs> and I just know that it just I just have to put the time in. You know, like like so many mothers out there, uh, mine always told me you can do anything. And 
I understood that that came with a pretty big if you are willing to work for it. So I'm, I'm working for it. So how do you deal with those frustration times? Is there, is there something you could advise somebody? Uh, that's a good question. I, sometimes I will move on to something else that I am good at. And I will, actually, I, I often think of, because this time frame is so short, you know, I can remember a year and a half ago doing a body roll seemed magic, like magic to me. I, I, I had no comprehension of how somebody could actually do a body roll. And uh, actually, Arthur Cottingham helped me with that. We were at a DBC event, and I was on the sideline, and I was like, what is the key? How can I learn this when I can't even, you know, I, I don't even know how to start. I don't know how to baby step my way to being able to do this. And I'm pretty sure he did this with a DDC disc, because that's where, what we were doing. And he just held it in one hand. He put his arms out in the, the body roll position. And he just pushed it with one hand instead of throwing it up in the air. And then he, you know, rolled over to the other side. And then he pushed it back. And he said, don't take the throw out of it. Just, just hold it, put it at the right angle, and push it and get the feel of it. So I started with that. And I would do 100 a day. And when I count, I only count ones that are at least partially successful. You know, if it's a complete fail, it doesn't count. So I am sure that I had a couple of practice sessions where all I did was body roll. And and typically, I have experienced, you know, not every single time, but, but most times I can see improvement as I'm doing it. And that's enough to keep going. So that's what drives you is seeing the improvement along the way and you just keep yeah, working until you see yeah. it. And a lot of, a lot of the videos that I put out there and, you know, people comment on the smile at the end. If I, you know, if I'm working on something new and I, I get it a couple of times, uh, I often put the camera on pretty soon. It's not like I've, I've done it an, over and over and over again, but I put the camera on pretty soon. So that smile is genuine joy of the fact that I actually caught it or I actually completed it. Uh, I think that comes through on the video, so I, I've kind of kept that up where I try to catch early versions of what it is I put out there instead of waiting for it to be expected to get it. I, I like to have that that eureka surprise. Yeah, That's great. I'm you know, so glad that you do that. I mean, that's something that we talk about a lot in freestyle is that how it's the new discovery, it's the new thing that happens that you've never done before that really attaches you to it. It's almost like a drug every time you, oh, get, you get that new thing. And you're in your videos, you're actually capturing that moment, and you can see it on your face. That's why people are so attracted to the videos. That's good job. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I, I'm just sitting here listening to this and thinking about how your experience with disc golf, and disc golf is really a solitary game, and it takes a lot of practice over and over and over and over doing a particular angle, a throw, um, practicing putting over and over and over, and you've kind of applied that to freestyle, it sounds like. Yes, I very definitely have. Uh, in, in disc golf, I, you know, I had to do... 500 putts a day at least three days a week. And I had to go out and do 200 upshots at least twice a week. And I had to go out and do 200 drives at least twice a week. You know, as I was building my, my game, I had these particular things that I had to do. 
I actually felt like I was wasting time and opportunity if I would go to a course and I would play. And I, I don't want to say that I have that feeling in, in freestyle, but um, I'm trying, well, I guess I'm trying to make it so that that doesn't happen, you know? Like with this morning, uh, Rick and I went and played with Murphy on the beach this morning, and oh my gosh, it was such a fun jam. And, and I'm, I'm getting to the point where I am enjoying using my skills more than building my skills. And that's pretty big for me. I think that's big for everyone. And I think that is the tipping point that we are, are trying to get folks to get to. And I, I think it is a unique person who's willing to put in that practice time to get to that tipping point. But I wish there was some way to take that slice of that smile on your <laughs> on your videos and show them this is what it is. You know, like this is the hard work that gets you to that moment. And it's so <laughs> tiny, but it will get bigger. You know, that moment in time gets stretched out and much more able to access instead of just a tiny little bit. And, and another aspect of the video, when I was working on disc golf, I can remember the first time that somebody was trying to, this is very, very early in my disc golf, and somebody's trying to teach me how to throw a turnover. Um, you know, they're telling me, put my arm, put your arm this way, put the angle of the disc this way, and I just couldn't get it, I couldn't get it. And I was getting upset with the person who was helping me because I felt like I was doing exactly what they were saying and it wasn't working. And I then got a record, I got a video recorder then and I, I recorded myself throwing, doing what they had told me to do. And then I would, after the throw, I would go look on the tiny little screen and I would watch and I'm like, oh my gosh, I am not even close to what they're telling me to do. And so I would get that immediate feedback and I would work with myself and I'd go back and I'd throw another one. Okay, that's a little bit better. I'd throw another one. That's a little bit better. And I'd throw another one. That's it. My hand was in the right position. The disc was at the right angle. What did that feel like? And I would then, I didn't care what this did, but I would just repeat that so that I, I knew that feel. So I, I guess I didn't have the best kinesthetic knowledge, but once I saw it, I could then attach it to the feel. And partly that's why I started doing videos Partly the videos were to show disc golfers that there are other cool things that they can do with Frisbees. And then the feedback that I got from the freestylers, which I didn't expect. You know, I thought freestylers would look over my stuff. <laughs> She's such an, you know, such an elementary player. I, I, have, I have no time for this. I don't want to watch this. It has been such an encouragement from all of the freestylers who have responded and have liked and have commented positively and negatively and everything that I've gotten um, has just pushed me farther and, and made me that much more excited about what I'm doing. Hey, I just want to give a shout out to Carolyn Hubbard for her donation to Frisbee Guru. It's nice to know that folks are valuing what we're doing. If you value what we're doing too, feel free to go to our website and donate. Now back to Juliana. So are you getting much response from the disc golf community with this freestyle passion that you've embraced? I am, you know, not a huge amount, but I am, you know, I, I've, I've had probably a handful of disc golfers ask me where they can buy a, a freestyle disc. Uh, I've had another handful ask me where they can find basic tutorials um, to start 
learning how to do it. Uh, I've had another one who has gotten into who's going to play in the Virginia States this year. Um, you know, whether it's because of me, I don't know, but but um, that has been thrown out there. And yeah, you know, it, it, it's not like a big movement. You're not probably not going to see <laughs> notice it in as just a freestyler. But I I hope that at least it becomes more known, more visible, whether whether they participate or not, I don't know. So where where do you where do you point people when they ask you? Like you said, you point them to places for tutorials. Where do you send them? I, usually Haynesville. Good answer. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's that's where I go myself. And that there are a plethora of videos on YouTube right now for people to watch. But watching a skilled player and, or a pair do a routine is not that doesn't really open the door to how can I do this. So yeah, I, I, I tell them to go to the FPA website and, and I tell them to go to Haynesville and, and to ask me any questions that they have. And of course, anybody listening, you can ask us questions, Randy and I too, on Facebook or on Haynesville or frisbeeguru.com. So Juliana, so you sounds like you're jamming now on a more regular basis with Murph and are you jamming with Amy too? Well, Amy has had some um, pain in her hip, and so she's uh-huh. been sort of out of commission for much of the winter. But last, we played together at, at the Schiller's Beach, October Beach Tournament. I, well, first of all, the fact that, that she asked me to play, um, I'm still floored by that. And so she and I got together a number of times before that event and played, and, and she was very meticulous with how she put combos together, which I loved. You know, if she tells me, no, no, you need to put your arm 30 degrees more this way and your leg needs to be a little bit high, you know, I can respond to that really well. And so I felt like we worked great together. And and after that, we started playing together a little bit bit more. And, and I, I can't wait till she gets back out there because I just love her style. Um, somebody once told me when I was terribly frustrated with DDC that eventually it would slow down and I didn't really understand what they meant and <laughs> kind of made me even more frustrated. I now get it. You know, you, you have time to process what's happening. When I watch Amy play, it looks like she has all the time in the world. It's very smooth. It's very graceful. It's very deliberate and it, it's just beautiful. And I, I aspire to do many of the things that she, she does. And I, I love that I have the opportunity to play with her uh, on occasion. And, but, but yeah, Murphy. Murphy um, is who I play with the most other than Rick. And, and I just, I, I laugh almost the entire time. He has such charisma and, of course, unbelievable skill. So do you find that you like jamming now? Are you more comfortable in that space? It, it, it's still dependent on, on who I'm playing with. Um, but I'm definitely getting there. So recently I went to Prague and then I went to the Canary Islands. And I had a fantastic experience in Prague. And I played with a number of top players and it was, it felt organic and and natural and fun and like I belonged there and I was capable of doing it. And, you know, I could tell by their response that, that they were enjoying it and that I was, I was able to be part of, of what was happening. And then the next week we went to the Canary Islands and this is a beach tournament and the wind was hard and I flailed 
quite a bit and I was quite frustrated and I I didn't jam much there. I, I did I watched. I was frustrated. I was actually anxious to get back and to practice on my own in the wind to be better, to be able to handle that situation better in a way that would be much more fun for, for me. So uh, I'm guessing that I'm never going to feel like I, I've gotten to where I need to be in freestyle, which was a little bit different in golf. You know, I did feel like, okay, I've, I've gotten to where I've been working for. And I, I'm guessing, and I actually kind of hope that I never experienced that in freestyle, that I always am pushing to learn more. So I, I guess back back to the, am I comfortable in the jam? I was very comfortable in Prague. I was extremely uncomfortable, self-conscious, self-talk, um, embarrassed in the Canary Islands. So I, I had I had both ends of the spectrum in that one trip. Yeah, I, I remember looking, seeing the conditions on the stream in Jam Canaria, and I saw that it was really tough. And, and the sand was actually, wasn't hard pack, it was kind of soft. So you had that combination of not really a great playing surface, and the wind was being squirrely at the same time. So Right, it was, it was soupy, and when the tide was very low, then it was covered in rocks. The wind was, it, it was just much, the conditions were just much too hard for my skill level. Bet you a lot of other players were having a hard time there too. You weren't the only one. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I know that others were, but it was, it was really hard for me to get out of my own head in that situation. Yeah, understandable, understandable for sure. So Juliana, what are you working on now skills-wise? I have just started working on the inverted delay. Nice. Uh, I am working on turnovers, one-handed, two-handed. I suspect both of those will take me a while. <laughs> but as far as, as moves, I like to watch videos and see something. I, I don't always put things together in my mind. I kind of have to be shown that they go together. And so I watch a lot of YouTube videos to get ideas of moves that work well in um, consecutivity. So with your inverted delay, which hand and which spin? Currently, right hand, uh, clock spin. First day that I worked on this was was this week. I worked on both hands. Then I decided, you know, that was midweek. And every day after that, I've been working just right hand because <laughs> the task seemed hard enough that I wanted to try and get to a little bit of success sooner rather than later. So I was I was then focusing on the one hand. Makes sense. When we were practicing together, and one of the things I was encouraging you to do was to practice your spins and uh, just to get used to having the disc move around your body and not have the game be just in front of you. How's that yes. exploration going? So I can now do, again, most of what I'm talking about is going to be clock. So I do an, an under, the, uh, under the left leg pull to uh, set, and then I spin, counter, and catch under my right leg. I'm now... Pretty confident in, in that one. Awesome. I, I have started to do, well, actually, this move I worked on for a long time, but I'm now able to do it in a jam and feel like I should get it, like um, <laughs> be upset if I don't get it. And that is the, okay, I'm, I'm delaying on my left. I go under my right leg. I spin counter, and then I pull under my left leg. 
Great. And I will continue to encourage you to keep shooting for that double spin pull because that will yes. open up a lot of doors for you once you get to there. And I know it's not easy, but when you do get there, that single spin becomes nothing. Much of my practice is inside in a hotel room, so the spinning uh, practice is is not always uh, advisable. Um, <laughs> That's so funny. Well, now that you are, so since you're practicing in a hotel room, you should be trying that Daniel vacation where he lays out and you should just fly onto the bed. <laughs> you're the, oh, you are the <laughs> you were the second person to, to say that I should try that one. Um, my, my game is not nearly as dynamic as Daniel's. <laughs> and, and being that I have broken bones uh, frequently in my childhood, I, I tend Hi. not to do the, the super... So I don't fall correctly. I throw my arms out in front of me, and they end up pointing in the wrong direction afterwards, and I really don't want to do that anymore. So. Yeah, no, I don't think, no, I wouldn't encourage that, but I'm encouraging to land on the bed, not yes. onto the planet. Yeah, not on the planet. So if the you of today went back and talked to the you of 15 years ago and said, one day you'll, you will be a freestyler, what do you think the younger version of you would have thought? She would have been incredibly excited. I think you could probably put in most athletic endeavors into that sentence and the younger me would have been awesome that sounds great i like to do physical sports i like i like the challenge i like i like all of that i i wouldn't have thought that's never going to happen i i would have just looked forward to the time in which i was there well juliana it's awesome to witness you actually being there now so welcome to freestyler heaven <laughs> Welcome, Juliana. We're happy to have you. So uh, we talked a lot about practicing with Juliana. I'm curious, Randy, how often do you practice these days? Well, that's an interesting question because um, practicing and playing, I've been playing a lot, but practicing, I don't really practice much unless I'm working on a routine, which I don't spend a lot of time working on routines until like, you know, tournaments are coming up in worlds. But for the most part, I'm not practicing. You're, you're just jamming. You're going out there and seeing what happens randomly. Even though I'm just jamming and I'm going out, I'm still in exploration mode. I'm always looking for what is that thing that I haven't done or what is that surprise that I'm not done exploring when I'm jamming. So I don't know if that's the same as practicing. It's sort of just a different approach than, say, what Juliana is doing in that building her fundamental base. Well, yeah, and I think actually exploring during practice can be challenging because at least for me, when I practice, I set a goal. I'm going to learn XYZ move or I'm going to do this combination of moves. That doesn't really lend itself to exploring for new moves. That's more like honing and fine-tuning a specific move. Practicing and exploring, kind of mm -hmm. the same but very different. Same but different. I know there's so many layers to this freestyle thing. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> Indeed. Well, again, really a fun episode, and uh, I look forward to our conversation next week and look forward to seeing you at World, Jake. Yeah, me too. Bye, Randy. Bye. Thanks for listening to Shooting the Frisbees with Jake and Randy. To contact us or for more info, check us out at frisbeeguru.com.